It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Ping pong's coming home. Okay, okay. Enough of that. Enough of that. Thank you, Jack. Uh, this week, you might have guessed, we are joined by Berry FC player, all-round sportsman, CBBC presenter, Liam McDevitt, to enlighten us on the world of sport and happiness. And we're going to find out whether Larry would be the kind of bloke that would be on the sidelines on a Sunday having a meat pie and a sausage roll, or whether he's going to be at home watching the snooker. It's who's Larry. Right, so Liam, thank you so much for joining us today. Obviously, we are on the hunt for who's Larry, and we are trying to find out who this happy Larry bloke is, and we are searching all over in different areas. And obviously, last week, we had the incredible band Sports Team on, and we thought, it must be time for us to finally delve into the world of sports. But, unfortunately, <laughs> if it was down to me and Sarah and it came to sports, we would have absolutely no clue what we were talking about. So thank you so much for coming. We're hoping you can give us an insight into the happiness in the world of sports. Thanks for having me. I am very sure that Larry would at least be a sports fan and hopefully he would be somewhere in a sports team or in a stand watching a sport so fingers crossed you might see some sense by the end (laughs) yeah because neither of us are that um are particularly sporty I don't I don't know about Jack actually but I mean well I don't know I don't know many people that don't like any sports but there's like I mean I'm only good at one sport I'm, I'm really really good at table tennis and it's a bit weird like we'll go out and like you know like on like a Saturday before you you go out on the town they'll be like oh we've we've booked like go-karting or or tennis table tennis that'll be that and like everyone's like really shot they're like how are you so good yet every other sport you've got no hand-eye coordination you're awful i think we should start by drawing the line at what's a sport and what's not a sport because table tennis <laughs> for me i think don't come at me no I, i'm on board <laughs> table tennis for me is a sport i've worked out if you can do it with a cigarette then it's arguably not a sport so like what? golf <laughs> golf is on the line as well because i think you could hack around a course with a cigarette. I don't get, I don't really get the appeal of golf, to be honest. I thought you were going to say you don't get the appeal of smoking then. <laughs> well, well, I'm that, but I mean, like, is it even that? Do you get that much? Uh, do you play golf, Liam? No, golf's not my sport. I was saying golf should is borderline on whether it's a game or a sport. Yeah, because like, you don't really even move that much, do you? <laughs> Just have to hit a ball. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some fat golfers, which is, <laughs> makes me dubious as to whether it's a sport or not, but. I'm sure people will have something to say about that. If I was thinking happiness in sports, I, I think like darts is probably one of the happiest sports because you're in what? a pub, you're having a couple of lagers, you might have a little meat pie in one hand and you just throw in with the other. Liam, would you say darts is a sport? Darts is a game for me, but... I agree. But I would agree with you on the enjoyment. I've never quite made it up to Ali Pali to watch some, but either the 10 pints... All the atmosphere, people seem to get on board and it seems to be a happy place. But no, not a sport. It's definitely a game, I'm afraid. Brilliant. So you, you you, are the person to ask. You know what you're talking about because obviously you've got a love of sports because you do present for BBC and CBBC as as well. But you also, you are a football player and you've just signed for Berry FC. Is that right? Yeah, the reformed Berry FC. They've had a tricky time over the last few years, so... We're now in the bottom tier of football, which is a place I've never been to. Um, but yeah, we're looking to, to hopefully move the club, the new formed Bury FC, well, Bury AFC now, back up through the leagues. 
Um, Does that excite you more, like having to work your way up and kind of like the Rocky Balboa thing, you know, where you've got to overcome <laughs> like the big boss at the end? It was just such an opportunity to... I think it gets to a point in a sports career where if you've done all you can with some, with certain things, it's great to do something completely different. And if I've got maybe seven good years left, if the old legs hold out, um, it would be amazing to have spent a few of those like working on a club through the leagues and a, an amazing fan base, like the community in Bury get behind the team so much. I think the day I signed, I had like my phone was just nonstop going off throughout the day. Uh, and the opportunity to give something back to them after a, a tough few years uh, and be mm. part of that right from the start was just kind of too good not to not to do. So football's probably the biggest sport in the world. Like it's, it's got to be up there. So if we had to put a team for Larry, but- right? Because because my only thing is right. Growing up, I wasn't massively into football. Like my dad was a Manchester United fan, so I think I had a Manchester United rucksack. But then. As I've got older and people say, oh, who do you support? Some days I'm like, oh, animal rights or women's rights. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say, like, team wise. Like, I grew up in Blackpool. So sometimes I say Blackpool because I went to a few games when they when, when they were in the Prem. And then sometimes, so I don't get into awkward conversations, I just say, oh, do you know Leighton Orient? Like, I choose like a, a really oh, low team. team yeah. well, if, if I chose Chelsea and people like, be like, what do you think of Frank Lampard? Does he still play for Chelsea? He's the manager he's now. Is he? Right. I, I don't know. Oh, I've still that got a mind how in much like, we I've, know. I've gauged your knowledge now. I'd say it's a sport just in general. I played every sport as a kid. Uh, football just happened to be the one that I was able to turn professional in. Uh, so if we're arguing just the case of football, it's Larry would, I'd hope, be a mighty Liverpool fan because... Do you think? Because it's a sport's more than just celebrating all of the time you have to it's, it's a massive contrast both as a player and as a fan and um being able to appreciate the not so good times is what make the good times so good i've i've heard liverpool fans aren't happy a lot of the time well you say that we've, we've barely <laughs> lost the game in two seasons you see i had i don't know 15 years of mediocrity with a few trophies throughout and now we win everything so uh, I've actually. Right, so at the moment, Larry could definitely be a Liverpool fan. Ah, oh, it's the best club in the world. There's, it's, it's all you want <laughs> from a sport. There's atmosphere, there's passion. Uh, you win sometimes, you go through some rubbish times, and there's history. It means so much to so many people. Um, and I am biased as a Liverpool fan, but I would like to think Larry was a Liverpool fan. But I think Larry would just be a sports fan because it's not just football that is great. I'd say any sport you can take so much from. Uh, I did track and field and rugby and nothing beats winning a race or scoring a try or being in a group of, of players and friends who you achieve something with and it's you know you've worked as hard as you can to get to, to that point. And I think that's one of the best things you can take from sport is you have to put so much into it and that's where the enjoyment comes from. It's interesting what you were saying um, about how like Liverpool haven't won that much in the past and stuff. So it's not really, would you say like the happiest moments from sports in general, but like using football as an example, isn't necessarily the winning or like when your team wins, but it's the kind of the build up to it and kind of the other things that come alongside. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a journey. I should, I should probably add Liverpool won tonnes 
many years ago but in my immediate lifetime yeah. <laughs> not been not been so so successful but as a sportsman or a sports person I think you know how much you have to sacrifice like I wasn't going out drinking when I was younger I was like training every day uh like I was always had a match on boxing day so you miss out on a lot of uh family things and when I was a professional like if you get a call and you have to move club six hours away you have to be prepared to uproot your life and dedicate every single thing and everyone around you has to be able to dedicate so much to being a professional sports person that when you do achieve something it makes all the sacrifice be worth it so uh, as a sports person it's impossible not to love it because you have to dedicate your whole life to it to be at a certain point but as a fan I think yeah nothing beats that that moment where there's 50,000 of you all celebrating for one common goal uh literally a common goal whether it's a trophy or winning a match that camaraderie <laughs> literally like, a common a goal yeah you'll be in a stand and you'll just hug a stranger because some, someone's <laughs> just scored or uh, everyone's singing the same songs there's few things in the world i think that bring everyone together this is the thing i i love going to as a so obviously established that i do not participate in sport that much but i love going to watch like a rugby game but then sometimes I'm there and I realise I actually don't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> but it's just the atmosphere and like the joy of, you know, when the team wins or like the country wins if you're there for like, you know, a country. And afterwards, like everyone's just always in such high spirits. And it's almost like even if you don't really know what's going on half the time, it just makes you feel so good and so happy. Sarah, that's the best thing about it. It's so accessible like yeah you can go anywhere in the world and if you've got a football someone will know they'll kick a football around with you the olympics brings so many people together so i think that's one of the best things about sport is it is accessible even if you just go to soak in atmosphere and be with friends and family or you cheer for the person in your national team jersey it's it's something that's so accessible to to everyone in the world Did you know, Jack, 50% of Olympians and other athletes say being in love improves their performance? Wait, wait, why is that? Because their feelings of euphoria transfer to the game and also their partner lightens the burden of other responsibilities. So I guess they can focus more on their sport. So they, they say, like, obviously the big thing is it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. So I imagine that could be whether you're a spectator or I've actually as a kind of a sportsman yourself. So when I was in year six, they didn't have enough players for the B team, football team. Yeah. Right? So they said, Jack, and I, I think I was about 23 stone when I was about 10 years old. <laughs> they said, Jack, we need you. We're going to put you in defence. You don't have to chase the ball. You can just stand there and just kick it if it comes. And I, I took part. We lost. But then, at the end of the year, they gave a medal away to all of the people that took part. And they said, Jack Frimpson for the B team. And I went up and I got this little medal. And I did get this like little like happiness, do you know what I mean, boost from just taking part. <laughs> so do you think it is, I mean, we didn't, we didn't win, but do you think it is the, the taking part or the winning that counts? Because obviously, as a footballer and a competitive player, you must love it when you win. I mean, I, I'm really one-sided because I hate losing. So even if it's, for example, today, I just played my 12 and 8-year-old cousin at Monopoly, ruthless, <laughs> happily, took, game. You lost, happily took their money. It, my cousin had two houses on Park Lane. He didn't spot. Doing well. the guys quit. Yeah, 
rolled the dice quickly so I didn't have to pay. So I'm like massively competitive. So I hate nothing more than losing. But uh, I actually went to Moscow uh, ahead of the World Cup and went to one of the best events and worked at one of the best events I've been to. And there's a thing called the Street Child World Cup. Uh, and they basically, each country gets a team of, uh, they say street affected people. So whether they come from really poor countries where they don't have access to school or uh, some of them didn't even have identifications, didn't have passports uh, or they're like orphans or, or, or that sort of environment. And they all flew them all over to Moscow for this World Cup between children under the age of, of 16. So there was a team from England, Uzbekistan, India. There were some African countries, Mozambique. And uh, they couldn't speak the same language. And they were just as happy being beaten 5-0 as they were winning the whole tournament because they were just yeah. they were just in a different place playing football against people from all over the world and these were people with no aspirations of well they might have aspirations but professional football such a long way from from their environments that they grew up on but their release and the one thing that they had that made them happy and gave them something to look forward to was sport and hearing their stories and being involved in in that process just made me think wow like there really is so many opportunities for sport to change so many people's lives, not just as a sports person. It's like that community um, element as well that it that you kind of just mentioned there. Like, it brings people together. It gives like people opportunities that they might not normally have, and it's all kind of that whole yeah, like bringing people together, which has been a bit of a theme throughout. I think this whole series, um, and obviously, it's such a prominent thing in sport. Like, I guess. Is it, do you feel, I don't know if you've done sports, like um, played sports that aren't team based, but do you feel like an extra level of, I guess, happiness and just, um, do you enjoy it more when you're playing a sport as part of a team? Like obviously in in playing football. I did track and field, uh, got to like national schoolboy finals and I won the Irish under 23, 400 meters silver medal indoors. So I did like one year as a full-time athlete where I was training to do the 400 meters. And uh, that was just a different mindset because you get used to training on your own. But then when you compete, you compete as a team. Uh, I I guess the the difference with that community field of being an individual sport is all of the pressure, all of the pressures on you. So if you haven't trained or you haven't eaten well that week, you can only blame yourself. You can't blame Mm. Uh, the centre half because he slipped and let the forwards go through and score <laughs> you can only blame either you, you've not trained hard enough or you've not eaten uh, well enough or you've not been quick enough on the day um, but then winning on your own is, is just as good as winning in a team I think because you've got so much self- pride in yourself and you've managed to achieve something individually but I guess from an accessibility point of view it's a lot harder to get on board with with one person. Although Wimbledon, what an event! Andy Murray, yeah. when Andy Murray won Wimbledon, there wasn't one person who wasn't sat on their sofa watching. Um, that is true. Usain Bolt, one man, a whole world, yeah. captivated yeah. for nine point six seconds. So uh, I'm not sure it is just a team thing that builds that sort of camaraderie. The Olympics, what was Super Saturday? What a day that was yeah. in London. <laughs> And that's an, that's an individual sport. 
It's funny you just mentioned Wimbledon. I was telling Jack this um, earlier on when we were like talking about this episode that I I went for, a, I think I went a few years in a row, but I think the first year I went, so I was part of the tennis society at uni, but I was really yeah, just sorry. a social member. I was just a social member. Like I barely ever played. One of my friends, I think at the end of when we were finishing uni, he was like, did you ever, I didn't, like he didn't realise I can play tennis. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I've never seen you play. Um and then we went to, as a club, like we went to Wimbledon uh, every year and we'd camp, we camped for two nights to get centre court tickets. Uh, we managed to get a second row. And then I remember being sat there and I was like, do you know what? I actually don't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but was it worth the two night camp or not? I think I might have enjoyed the camping the most. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it was like, it was good. But tennis is a bit of a different atmosphere, I guess, because you kind of have to sit there quietly yeah um, which I think a few people struggled with especially I remember there was like a group of really loud boozy Australians um during one of the other games I can't remember what the player was but it was some Australian player and they kept like like chanting and like getting up and shouting and then everyone else would be like telling them to shut up <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, just let them live. Well, for you two not as sports sports people or sports fans what was the thing about it that just didn't you just didn't get or you didn't want to be on board with? I I guess for me personally, like you, as a as a child, and we, and we spoke about this in earlier episodes. Like as a child, you try like you try everything. So like automatically, like in school, they'll be like, right, we're going and we're going and playing. So I guess like I wasn't good at football, or my mum took me to karate, and I think I got kicked down within thirty <laughs> seconds. I was like, well, I'm not going back there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's about kind of finding something that resonates with you and unfortunately I guess sports wasn't that for me but you know what you were just talking about the tennis there I went to the Australian Open a couple of years ago I managed to get some free tickets when I was there you know what I didn't watch one game but I had one of the best days just because of the atmosphere having a glass of pims in the sunshine and you know what I mean there was a bit of live music so like I do and I remember like when I went to the, the Blackpool games, like, obviously, I used to be a singer. So, like, just the fact that we were just standing there chanting and making up our own little chants. <laughs> I love that, like, the, the that kind of thing. But I guess with sports, nothing really resonated with me that I was like, you know, what, I love this. Or I guess when you were doing it, you were like, I'm naturally good at this. Or, like, I've got to work at it. But there's, there's do you know what I mean? There's a, a bit of a, a born talent or it, it was something that you kind of had done since you were young and you enjoyed it. So, I guess that's where your passions lie and, and some people are more academic some people are creative or it's about it's finding cool, what yeah. sparks a light in front of you I feel like it does have quite a difference like if if it was if you were involved in it as a child like with most things I guess like you know if as if your parents like forced you to have I don't know music lessons or like forced you into this sports team sometimes it would just kind of get ingrained into your head and then you would end up you're more inclined to do it I think and like yeah for me it was the same for me as a kid I just I was just lazy and I couldn't be bothered and like, <laughs> yeah. I, I did like now I enjoy you know I enjoy playing tennis like just for fun but I think also when you're in school and you have to play against like other school kids and some of them will be really really good and then that will just make you feel like oh well I'm not that good and then it it's a bit off-putting I think as a child like you you're quite easily swayed by your peers and you and... you are ranked as kids like they say right yeah. well, these are the good kids these are the the bad kids and so then i imagine 
I bet those who like don't get picked and like are the last to get chosen will probably when they grow up feel a bit less inclined to get involved in sport because of those negative memories. Well, I'm going to have to have a, this is getting tough to justify sport, but <laughs> I would still say there's definitely a time where both of you have cheered on something, whether it's well, no, the Olympics, no. whether it's no Black definitely like I enjoy games. it I can I enjoy it as a fan now like I said like I love going to rugby games like I've been to Wimbledon I do enjoy it but um I think it was probably more as a child that I was less like more against it um but now and you know I I kind of can enjoy exercise if I have to <laughs> you know what I, the, the happiest I was I was talking about this the other week but we my old band we went on tour with Madness and the Lightning Seeds you know saying it's coming home and they, we were all backstage and it was like the quarterfinal of the World Cup a couple of years ago. And there was all of us huddled around this little table watching it. And like, do you know what I mean? The, the Mandus oh boys God. come over and the Lightning Sea boys. And it was just, for, I was watching the game and I was like, I don't enjoy what's happening. Like, I don't get that fire within me. But I was like, but this is sick. This yeah, is like a see, real cool. So like, if Larry's not on a team, he'll be there cheering on, definitely. singing songs with a pint in his hand. Definitely. So, the accessibility is probably the route I'm going to have to go down. Um, but for <laughs> you me, fight you your corner, Liam. That's I what know, you're you here mentioned for. That it's ingrained in you when you're young. I think there was a time when I was in my like early secondary school years where I was like football Monday, athletics Tuesday, rugby Wednesday, athletics Thursday, football Friday, match Saturday morning, match Saturday evening, Sunday, oh God. like every day of doing sport. It's at the point now, anyone close to me will vouch for this. If I haven't had sport in my life for more than like, for less than like a week, if I go a week or two without sport, I'm miserable. Like yeah. genuinely mm-hmm. miserable. I think it's just like you chase the high of of of, of sport and endorphins are a great thing. If you ever get up, do yoga or go to the gym or go for a run, just feel like it sets up your whole day. So a sportless life for me would... I don't know what I'd have to replace it with to get the same sort of level of buzz. Probably something I was, wouldn't ever be allowed to take because it's just <laughs> that, that, like, that, that, I think I'd probably addicted to it. So like, no, yeah, but it's probably, it's, it's one of those healthy addictions. And, and like, I, I go to the gym and I go to the gym in the mornings. And like you said, like as much as there's, there's not like a sport I love, there's nothing more that I love now than, than doing like a 5k and like being competitive with yourself on times and, and, kind of like beating yourself yeah exactly and it's sports like we've said is so many levels of sport whether it's recreational or amateur or ping pong or it's ping pong or it's yeah it's beating your friend at ping pong for a pint of something you shouldn't drink like it's still, i love how many times you mentioned pints here i feel like it plays a big role Des- <laughs> pints, pints are a big part part of sport though but you know what when when i was working on the cruise ships for a little bit and the filipino guys they were so good at ping pong as you can imagine and like i remember like walking past i was like oh you guys are playing ping pong i was like can i play they were like white people can't play and i played <laughs> them and like honestly that's what they'd say and i was like all right we'll see and some of them I gave them a run for their money. But, like, there wasn't that much, like, they weren't able to speak English, but there was still that kind of community spirit and stuff like that. And you see, Jack, you're someone who's claimed today that you don't like sport, but you were still prepared to give them a run for your money. So I'd say there's a oh, bit absolutely. of you <laughs> that still finds some happiness in it. Right, I've got a big question for you, Liam. So, 
obviously you're somebody who in terms of achievements have ticked off some some big achievements and obviously I imagine getting a phone call and saying right we want you to play for this team and like signing your papers that would be like a real happy moment for you but what is happier for you in the sports world is it the achievements and the winning or is it just kind of just doing it would you be as happy playing just with your mates down the park or would you be happier when you get a phone call that's related to the sports do you know what i mean some more the business side that might be an achievement see i i I'm, like i said if i'm going for a kick around with my friends my friends better bring 10 out of 10 effort or i'll tell them <laughs> god I'll i'd tell be scared to have to play against i can't even <laughs> honestly if we have family mixed doubles it's just it's not worth it's not worth the game because i, I can't switch between the two but i'd say oh it is great when you achieve something that you didn't think you were going to achieve or you've set your set your mind on achieving. So, yeah, it has to be achieving things. Everyone wants to win as much as they can and and uh, everyone wants to, to, to do the, the thing they love at the highest level that they can. So, yeah, I'd definitely say achieving stuff's better than just a, a kick around in the park because that normally doesn't end well for my friends. <laughs> All right, what about you and Larry, one-on-one in the park? He's just there for a laugh. Obviously, he's smiling, just having a laugh. You're taking it seriously. How do you think he's going to react? I think, I, think Larry, I think Larry will... I might go easy on Larry. <laughs> I, mean, I might let him off that day. No, uh, Larry Larry would hold his own. I'm sure he would. The elusive Larry would... He might would be a pro, Jack. You never know. He would well, we think that own. Larry is one of these guys that you... Because I remember the guys at high school that were just like... They'd never played like like baseball before or whatever and you ju- they'd just hit it and it'd just go for miles and you're just like how can you be literally good at everything you know like every sport they put their hand to if you're the happiest person in the universe which let's say larry is because he's happy oh, as yeah. larry he's the he's the epitome of happiness he brings 10 out of 10 for happiness then even if he's losing he's enjoying it's, it which yeah, is a win-win be. yeah he's and not a sore loser so the chances are he wouldn't have any nerves and he'd probably be good at sport, I'd say, because nerves are a big, big factor that he just wouldn't have. I like Do you get that. nervous when you have to play big games? So nervous. Athletics was the worst, though. Like, really? couldn't eat in the morning. Uh, oh, it, just so, yeah, so, so nervous. I couldn't, would be sick with nerves before athletics. Football, if it's a big game and there's a big crowd, it's more just adrenaline because some of the pressure's not just on you, but, but definitely, definitely get nervous during individual sports. How do you like? Also, you know when you when you were saying you had to you well you play like some kind of sports every single day like as a child and probably now. Do you ever just feel like you can't be bothered? <laughs> yeah, I love my break. Like I love taking like two week holiday, three weeks holidays, uh, like a month in the sun I can do. But I'll always keep like ticking over whether it's a ten k a week or some running. Or there's never a point where I'm without exercise. I can I can cope a little bit of time without a sport, but I can't cope without yeah. the exercise. It must be the endorph- endorphins. I think I'm just addicted. <laughs> but if you're on holiday, do you take like water polo to the next level? Everyone's like having a pina colada and they're having a laugh. Larry's there with his flip-flops. You know, the thing I hate his... most is when I'm not, not good. Like if I, if I play beach volleyball, I commit so much to the game because... I really want to win if I'm on a beach with people. But I'm actually just pants. That's when I struggle the most because I love it and I throw myself around and give it 100% effort. But when you're just not good, that can be... You just have to accept it. Yeah, you just have to accept accept it. Uh, I've thought of the best case 
for Larry being a sports fan or sports person. I'm ready for this. Are you ready? University, first week of freshers. Oh, God. Guarantee you both signed up for a sports society or had several friends who did. Probably. I don't think I joined any sports, but I did in second year. That's how I ended up part of the tennis side. Someone started my second year. And were the majority of your good friends from the tennis society? Yeah. Yeah. They were. You see? They were. I know. I'm I'm not against sports. I feel like I've given off the wrong impression. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're not against sports. I think it's a great thing. And I think people like, I, I encourage people to get into sports. But do you know what I mean? You're, you're here, you're, you're repping us. Because if it was down to us, I would have told the ping pong story. Then we would have been out. It would have been a three minute episode this week. I think it's, if we if we move on from the, the playing the sport and the, the things it can achieve as well, we've both all seen recently, like, Sports people and, and sport have such a opportunity to change some social issues. Like Marcus Rashford with the free school dinners. Like I feel yeah. like more and more sports are being entwined with different parts of, of society and being a real, being massively progressive with, with social issues like Black Lives Matter. The response to all that stuff has been incredible. Um, and if you don't view sports people as just kicking a ball or playing basketball, like the things they can achieve and continue to achieve is just just amazing. Whether it's the German Olympics when the first black salute was done after a race, or like continuing that now at the start of Premier League games, I think it's got a massive opportunity to to help a lot of people because it is followed so well and so widely and so passionately by by lots of people. Well, I think it, it all it all comes down to that. Everybody needs some kind of sense of community. So whether it's you just go into the local church or, do you know what I mean, going to school. But that is the reason why a lot of people get into football. So they've kind of got their team and their people. And it's, it's just people that you've got a common in- interest with. And whether you enjoy the actual sport or you actually just enjoy having a pint with Larry down the pub and watching the England game, like it, it brings something to the table. Do you know what I mean? Completely. And I think that, that again, is, is the reason I think Larry would definitely, definitely have a pint with me and watch any sport. And if he if he didn't, he'd definitely come back the next time because he would have got it after the first time of watching it, for sure. <laughs> I think he definitely would. He's, he's that nice guy. If you asked him to do something, he definitely would come down. If you said, you know what, I'm going to give you some free tickets, you're going to come down to Berry. I'm going to, you can watch me play. And then afterwards, I'm going to buy you a meat pie. And we'll have a pint afterwards. Larry's going to be there for sure. I haven't tested the meat pies yet. So give me a few games of the season and I'll test out the meat pies and then, and then we'll see. But even moving into sports media, like you realise how much, how much it has, a, has an effect on, on people when you, you're the one creating content for sport. Uh, you you realise how many people just want to absorb sports content and, and, and sport. Brilliant. I mean, in terms of you, you've been you've been smashing it, Liam, and I, I love how much you are fighting Larry's case for him to be a sports fan. I, I feel like we're we're gonna have to delve deeper at some point and and find out exactly what is Larry. But you know what? For now, just because you're here and I want to be nice to you for coming on the podcast, I will say <laughs> I reckon Larry could be a Liverpool fan. I'll take that. He'll it, never he'll never walk alone with Larry. It would be it'd be oh. it'd be fantastic. Everyone would want to be his friend. And I could see him in red. Larry would suit red. Yeah, because it would match his rosy, rosy, smiley cheeks, wouldn't it? For sure. Is that what we're going with? Do you reckon? Well, I don't know. If he smiles a lot, he's got to have rosy <laughs> cheeks, doesn't he? 
All right, if you had to sum it up, Liam, go on, sum it up, because you, you're doing a brilliant fighting case. What kind of person is Larry in the world of sports? Go and hit us with it. My opinion of Larry is he is a good all-rounder with every sport, but is very happy to go down to the pub with his friends with a pint <laughs> in his kit and tell stories of how he used to play his sport at school. And that's what it all comes it down to, isn't it? That's what, he that's, that's, what, that's what Larry was. And I bet you he bought a GB cap or a GB rucksack after the 2012 Olympics and went to watch kayaking because he got <laughs> tickets to go to the 2012 Olympics. That's, that was that sounds he like was, a Larry sport. He was happy to go and watch fencing just as much as he'd be happy to be at a World Cup final. So Larry just is ready to soak it, soak it all in. And I reckon if he's a Liverpool fan, he's got like happy as Larry on the back of his T-shirt. You know what I mean? Personalised one. That many letters would fit. I think it would, that would look. Is that enough? It's Larry. He can do what he wants. (laughs) What do we reckon? Do we reckon Larry plays ping pong? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Socially. Let's go with socially. Socially. Not professionally. All right. I'd say he's, I think I'd have to say this just to annoy all my English friends that um, he'd be a Welsh rugby fan. Just because they have... The greatest, greatest crowds and atmosphere. And Cardiff on a match day is the best place ever. Honestly, I think you that see? might be one of my best happiest place places. Ever, I think it might so. be one of my happiest places. I, I'm, I'm content with just you saying that sentence. Yeah, there you go. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. One step closer to finding out who Larry is. I'm Thank you for that, Liam, it. mate. No, thanks so much. And thanks for spreading at least ideas of happiness during a super tough time. It's been, It's been great listening on. We're Aww. going to find this Larry bloke. And when we find him, we'll bring him down to the game and we'll, we'll have a meat pie with you. I expect <laughs> you to be there also grinning like a Cheshire cat. Absolutely. <laughs> Rosy cheeks on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar. And I can't believe we just got to meet an actual real-life football player. You know what? I think I've changed my mind. I'll be down at Berry Football Club with a meat pie singing all the songs very, very soon. And next week, we'll be joined by Commonwealth champion and BBC radio presenter Stacey Copeland. Give us an insight into the world of boxing. We'll see you next week.